0: This is the Arise Ministries Collective Podcast, where we seek to equip and encourage the body of Christ in biblical truth and understanding. We believe that when women have an authentic and growing relationship with Jesus Christ, truly know God's word, and are dependent on the Holy Spirit, they become powerful and influential vessels for the kingdom. I'm your host, Lisa De Silva and today we're sitting down with Aaron Kessler and Mary Straker, They are the co-authors of the Advent study, He Will. He Will is a four-week resource that takes participants on an in-depth journey through the first two chapters of Luke. So Aaron and I have been friends for many, many years, Mm -hmm. I think 11 years since I moved here, and Mary and I more recently. And uh, when I had my first glimpse of this resource, so you guys sent it to me and I read the introduction, And I immediately wanted to defend you both. So for anyone who's read this introduction already, you may understand where I'm going with this. It sounded at the beginning like the two of you were disqualifying yourselves from writing this study. So um, I wanted to go in there and I started saying, oh, these are all of the incredible things and accomplishments that I know about the two of you. And I kind of wanted you to say those things, create a vibrant bio that would be true about all of the incredible things you've done aaron is the mother of five mm-hmm. five children mm-hmm. and uh mary has three kids three little beautiful little girls and so i wanted you to say well these are the things that we do these are the things that we are incredible at because i <laughs> see those things in you ladies every day but as i read on i realized that you were sharing these things very very purposefully you want women to know that you're not degree-holding scholars or seminary <laughs> graduates. You simply study the Word. You know God through His Word. You have been changed by the Word of God. And you want every person listening, young or old, to know without a doubt that they can do this study Yeah, you created.
1: Anybody. Bible is for everybody. Speak to that a little bit more. Um, Gosh, I feel like there's so much to say about it. But um, yeah, our passion is just really that you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You have to be able to read (laughs) and be able to write probably and own a a Bible or borrow one. Um, But if you can do that, you can learn about anything really. But the Bible, you don't have to hold a degree from a Bible college to be able to read the Bible and know who God is. So you just have to be willing and spend time doing it. And anybody can be changed by that. And so when when some women sat down to
0: do this, so maybe they <laughs> got really excited and, and maybe <laughs> they thought that this would be kind yeah. of a,
1: a devotional. Yeah. I actually was very careful in the words that I put on the cover and I put study guide because it's not a devotional. Um, But I think a lot of advent resources are very devotional and this is definitely not and we even thought about telling people that it wasn't but we didn't want to discourage anybody from trying to really dig into the scripture so this really is more of a open up your bible and we're going to pick it apart piece by piece to try to learn more about who God is and what he's doing in this story and we just kind of go for it line by line really
0: I was very excited to dive in and get started. And as I was editing it and going through it answered some of the questions, and one of the things that I first noticed is that you don't give us a lot of background information or really yeah. guiding questions. So, you expect those of us completing the study to do the work ourselves. And if I can be totally honest with you guys, it's it's hard. It's hard to Uh, sit down and wrestle through there are times where I think oh you guys you know is there a difference between (laughs) Zachariah and Mary's experience can you just tell us what you think so this seems a little harder and more time consuming than many of the bible studies on the market right now why why did you do that?
2: We want women to know that they're capable of studying the Bible this way, that they don't need to depend on a study Bible mm. or a pastor mm. to tell them what the Bible says. Or what to think about it. Or what it, to think about, about it, it. Yeah. exactly. They can they can open it up and think about it themselves and come to conclusions themselves.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I
1: agree with that. And just, we don't, I mean, we don't really give you anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) except the question to mull over. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, for me, I was actually just talking with a friend yesterday about this and that that is really intentional. We don't want to tell you what we think. We want you to find out what you think. And, you know, we believe that the word is alive, that the Holy Spirit is alive, Mm -hmm. and what the Spirit wants me to know and what the Spirit wants you to know might be slightly different things based on what God has for us as individual people. And so it's important to sit down and ask, invite the Lord into the process with you to reveal himself to us individually and um, just see where that goes. And I think that's been the beauty of a small group, which I think we'll talk more about later, but to hear so many differences and even just yesterday lisa said something about some little things she learned and we were like we didn't even catch that right i texted (laughs) the two of you and i
0: said i said the hebrew word for the holy spirit is feminine i
1: had no idea thanks we didn't either thanks (laughs) for (laughs) teaching me this yeah so we're gonna we're gonna pick different things things, and Mm -hmm. then we learn from each other too when we do the study on our own, and then we come together to kind of share our, our process and, and what we learned. Iron sharpens iron, yeah. That way. We reveal new things to each other about what we learned, and then we kind of have another layer even to to what we take away
2: from it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also really okay to not know the answer right mm-hmm. away, and we're so used to if we have a question, we can just Google it. Like we we don't mm-hmm. have to stop and think about mm-hmm. it, but that's not really the way that the Bible is meant to be read, you are meant to meditate on it, to think about it, to wrestle with some of the more difficult things. And the spirit will meet you there. He will lead you to what he's trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's okay to not have the right answer. Mm -hmm. Or it doesn't always come fast. Yes. Like,
1: I feel like, you know, Mary and I've been digging deep into Luke for a while now. (laughs) And we're constantly like, Oh, like, it's coming together. Yep. And we've been at it for weeks and weeks. So it's not always an easy answer. Like, it might be something we've sat with for a month before mm-hmm. it finally kind of makes sense to us. And that's actually really fun. That sounds super nerdy. But we have had a lot of fun. Like, And even I think throughout this process, this is our first time really digging in without a study guide. From a professional teacher, Mm -hmm. and we just decided to go for it and try to prepare something for our small group to as their study guide. And we didn't really have; there wasn't one available for Luke like this. So we just decided, like, we're just gonna try it and see if we can do it. And then all throughout it, we've been like, we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) We
2: did it, and
1: And, what's incredible too—the three of us have, have been
0: chatting about. Uh, we have friends texting us saying, well, I don't, am I on the right track here? Can you just tell Tell me, me. just tell me what this is. And we love that. And, and I almost texted Aaron and Mary several times saying, I don't know if I'm on the right track here. Can you guys help me out? And, and really what you guys would do to anyone asking questions is ask them more questions. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. not giving us...
1: No, I actually did that to a friend yesterday. I was like, well, I don't want to give you my opinion of what this means, but I'll point you to another verse you can look at that might clarify it for you. Or because I think the beauty is us discovering for ourselves what it means. Um, and what the Bible is saying.
2: Yes. We're
0: looking to scripture yes. to interpret scripture. Yes. Yes. Right. And and so this draws me to my next question because when you first sent this to me, I thought four weeks in the <laughs> first two chapters
1: of Luke. So why Luke? And why only We thought two that two chapters? At first, we were like, Are we even gonna be able to come up with enough questions? And now we're like, Oh my, oh gosh, my gosh, we gotta stop. We just gotta put it down and walk away There's or they're so gonna much. not never be able to finish this. There'll be so many questions. Go ahead. It's just, there's just
2: so much there. I think that we thought that too. We were like, it's not even two full chapters, but it is the most detailed account of Christ's birth. And so that's why we went for it. And Mm -hmm. at the more we started digging, the more we just saw so much. There's so many fulfilled promises there. There's so many cross references uh and things happening Mm -hmm. Um, the way the text is written with parallel stories. There's so much there that um, it, it I mean we could keep going mm-hmm. with these two chapters. I know and I've <laughs> actually been
1: a little sad sometimes like oh I want to keep mm-hmm. going with Luke because yeah. I feel like we're just getting to the mm. start of the story really. It's just like the introduction of Christ and then there's all of Christ's work after that that's so exciting to look at but we really just don't have time in this month to dive deep into that but Luke has a really unique perspective, I think. I, every writer of the New Testament has their own unique perspective, but there are four gospel accounts, and Luke's is kind of different, I feel like. I mean, they're each different in their own way, but Luke gives a very detailed perspective of Mary's story mm. that as moms, I think, was kind of attractive mm-hmm. to us. because, And I think interesting just for women to be able to relate to, because... She was just a girl Mm. who had a baby, like, and that's, you know, who we are too. And so Luke does a really interesting way. And as you even read the first Luke's introduction and he says why he's doing what he's Mm. doing and he invests, he's like an investigator and he really like, I imagine him interviewing people, getting their stories Mm -hmm. from the way that he writes his introduction, um, that I have talk to people and i'm writing this detailed account Mm -hmm. of their Mm -hmm. stories Mm -hmm. so i i can just picture him sitting down with someone like mary and tell me what happened and he's writing down the most accurate version he can come up with and so he just gives a unique voice to a lot of women throughout his whole gospel that's different from other you know in matthew he kind of just it's christ's birth is super short it's like So Jesus was born, and then all this ministry (laughs) happened, and then he was baptized, and it kind of launches into his ministry, and the account of his birth doesn't say anything about traveling to Bethlehem or any of these things. It's just a really brief kickoff kind of Mm -hmm. to Jesus' Mm -hmm. ministry, but Luke takes the time to, like, what happened leading up to his birth, the whole birth story. It's very detailed, and that's just unique from the other Gospels, Mm -hmm. so that was interesting to us Mm -hmm. I think to figure out why is that story important and I think, you know, we cannot
0: tackle this today, but as you were talking, <laughs> I thought how many times, Erin, have you and I had the conversation about the four different gospels, yeah. who they were written to, yeah. why they were written, why they're so different. Yeah. Those things have become interesting to yeah. you and I yeah. over the years of learning to study scripture yeah. by ourselves. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, why was Matthew written that way? Why was yeah. Mark a little different? Yeah, why is Luke purpose? different? They had a very unique purpose and that's something that you yeah. could investigate yes. <laughs> spend some time on um, I also when I was doing my study so I finished the first week and there were some cross-references that actually took me longer than others because at first I thought I don't understand how this one applies and mm-hmm. I kind of have to read mm-hmm. before and after yeah. mm-hmm. and I could see then why it's gonna take us four weeks to get through <laughs> these first two chapters because we could have even spent longer for sure. Absolutely. There's so much to, I love how you said that Luke was an investigator. Mm -hmm. There's so much for us to investigate in these, in these chapters. And so by the time this publishes, like by the time you You listen to us talking, (laughs) uh, you will have journeyed through the first week. You may have even started the second week. And so you as listeners have answered questions Can Aaron and Mary, can you recap some things that maybe at this point uh, we should know, we should Mm -hmm. have discovered? You can Mm -hmm. even give us some of the answers now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, So we'll kind of just tackle the who, what, when, where, why basics, which is such a great thing to do with any scripture that you're reading is to start by filling in those questions before you start. Because it just gives you kind of a baseline mm-hmm. of, like, where is this person coming from? Yeah, the Why context. are they writing? Right. Yeah, the context. So the interesting thing about Luke, he's so clever, I feel like. And I've never realized that before. Mm-hmm. And I've been, a, you know, I don't even remember accepting Jesus into my heart because I was so little. So, like, the Christmas story, Luke 2, like, my cousins and I used to recite every mm-hmm. Christmas. Like, we knew it. Right. Yes. By you, heart, you knew it. I probably couldn't now, but <laughs> <laughs> somebody in my life, I did. So it's been so fascinating to me to see all these new things that I never knew mm-hmm. before when I've been immersed in Luke two pretty much my whole life. But um, one of the interesting things about Luke is he does not actually identify himself mm-hmm. when he is writing. So we kind of we actually I feel like I can say this: we don't actually know for sure, one hundred percent certain that it was Luke. But it's a commonly held traditional mm-hmm. belief that it was Luke as mm-hmm. the author. Based on other bits and pieces from history, from um, other places in scripture right. that Luke is mentioned, um, it's, it's commonly held and respected that he was the author of both Luke and Acts, and that it was actually kind of written to go together. Right. Which I don't feel like... We We know, and it doesn't come in order that way in the Bible, so I don't think, like, I feel like I just learned that about a year ago that Luke wrote Acts, too, Mm -hmm. and I was like, what? (laughs) But it kind of goes together, hand in hand. Acts is kind of the continuation Mm -hmm. of Luke. So um, Luke is the author. We know that um, there's a few... Luke is actually mentioned by name only three times in the whole New Testament, so we kind of looked at just what do we know about Luke from those verses? We know that he was... Uh, traveled with Paul as he was writing his letters, which is kind of how we get some other information about Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he was a physician and we know that he was a companion of Paul's. Paul called him a fellow worker. Mm. So we know, like, he was kind of like on the road with Paul, taking care of him and other people as they went and just sharing in the work of spreading the gospel about Christ. Um, he's writing to. This one we actually debated about quite a bit, and it's interesting. I think people have different beliefs. It says it's written to Theophilus. We don't really know if Theophilus is an actual single individual, or the name Theophilus means. Um, I just lost Christ it. learner. Christ learner, friend of God. <clears throat> um, so it could be a broad scope right? of people. It is traditionally believed that it was an individual. I think. Um, he might have been like a sponsor of Paul's ministry, or Paul and Luke's ministry. So it might have been like, "Hey, here's an update. I'm giving you all this information so that you can c- continue getting out there." He might have been someone who wasn't a believer, and Luke is sharing with him
2: mm-hmm. so
1: that he could believe. Uh-huh. Um, there's a couple of theories out there, but it's it's written in there that it's written to Theophilus. Um, the style it's written in is a historical narrative. That's what we call it. That's fancy bible language mm-hmm. for... It's just a historical account. Yeah, a historical so story. A true yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yes, true story. He's writing the facts as he has learned them. So he says... Well, I'll say when it was written. It doesn't say when it was written, which... It's so interesting about Luke. He just kind of gets right to the good stuff without like the fluff of the details of here's who I am, here's where, where I'm writing from or when I'm writing it. But um, based on Acts has some more specific historical events that can be validated just by history. So that timing of Acts being written kind of helps us know that Luke was written before that. So we know that um, from history that Acts was probably written in the mid Sixties. That sounds so weird to even say, but we're talking like 0060 mm-hmm. A.D., <laughs> not like the 1960s. Um, but so then if Luke was written prior to that, it was probably the late 50s, early 60s A.D., um, but we don't know for certain. Um and where does it take place? I mean, the story of Luke is describing Jesus' minis- life and ministry, so all the places Jesus went. We don't really know where he wrote it mm-hmm. from because they were on the road traveling, right. but we know some possibilities. Um, Caesarea, I don't know how to say some of these words, Acacia, Decapolis, Asia Minor, or Rome were all places mm-hmm. they were. Could have been and any of those places. he was kind of writing yeah. as he got stories from people. Right. So he probably wrote it from all those places. We don't really know. Um, why is Luke writing? Oh, I love this, because he's so clear. Yeah, he is. he, he says, well, oh, I don't have my Bible out. I was like, should we just read it? <laughs> but he basically says, I'm writing so that you may know the exact truth about mm-hmm. what you've been taught. Mm-hmm. So he's making it really clear. Like, I have gathered the details, and I'm writing down exactly what happened, mm-hmm. so that you can know. And yeah i love that and that it then it like to give them confidence i think in a way of like you can know for sure that this has happened right and then that will change yeah
0: and and really the all of these the who what whenever we whenever we go to the word of god we ask ourselves who Mm -hmm. what when where why Mm -hmm. who what when where why and sometimes that's not really easy to figure out. Yes. I do love that you gave us a place where we could go to get some extra I did give a extra because help. many
1: books do start out with yes. those answers are given. Luke really doesn't give us a lot to yeah. go on.
0: And, and we uh, there is grace, right? We wrestle and then we say, oh, this
1: information's not here. Yeah. It's okay. So like literally in the introduction, I said, don't cheat,
2: yeah. <laughs> do the work yourself. Yeah. And then Except here's a little. Except for Luke doesn't give us those answers. Yeah. So
1: this is kind of an exception. And and there are some great resources out there are a lot of people have a study Bible that has kind of this introduction page. We would encourage people to definitely use that information Mm -hmm. at the beginning of your study and then put it aside and dig for your answers. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, it was kind of fun with Luke because it's not there. Yeah. The digging was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So we kind of just researched who is Luke. I Googled a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. The digging is interesting and it's it's from that I think where we learn and we may not always get all of the answers and Mm -hmm. and we wanna be clear, you know the the Bible is our primary resource. The Bible says what it says. Yeah. Scripture interprets scripture. Mm-hmm. it's not bad, it's not wrong mm-hmm. to go to secondary sources. Yes, But we, we understand them as secondary yeah. sources. Yes. Right. So, um, Mary, we were talking about this whole Zechariah and Mary thing. So, in the study, uh, Aaron and Mary had us look at some parallel stories. Mm-hmm. They had us really dig into Zechariah and Mary. How are they different? How are they the same? We had this little chart. Uh, We, all three of us, we discovered this morning, just chatting in advance of this, have had different people ask us questions Mm -hmm. about that. And so, um, Mary, answer this one for us. How how do you, well, why did you guys decide even to include this? Mm -hmm. And if you can fill us in on some insight, because
2: listeners hopefully have done this with already. <laughs> but they might still be stuck, on that, still be stuck yeah. on that one. They might still be stuck on that one. I think, well, we wanted to include it because I think Luke includes it. And Aww. so we really yeah. wanted to go with- we have- over and what over ask ourselves, like,
1: what does Luke want yeah, us to yeah, know about? exactly?
2: Like, why is he telling this part of the story? So that's yeah. what we're trying to draw out with that. We see that Luke writes first about John's birth foretold to Zechariah, and then he writes about Jesus' birth fore- foretold to uh, Mary. Hmm. And then there's parallel the birth story and then the birth story, and then um, Mary's mm-hmm. song and Zechariah's prophecy. They all kind of parallel each other throughout the way, uh, the yeah, chapter. kind of goes back and yeah, forth between and the forth. two a couple of times. So I think it's clear that he wants us to see the contrast between Zachariah and his mm-hmm. response um, to the announcement that the angel makes and then Mary and her response. Um, and it's clear that, I, I, we wrestled with this for a long <laughs> time, really. We were like, I don't understand because Zachariah asks a question and Mary asks a question. And yet Zachariah's response was not, um, not pleasing. Yeah, he, he got a consequence for yeah, it and a really a harsh one. He did. And uh, and Ma- yet Mary was praised as being righteous. And so as looking through them, I, I, I circled and underlined, mm. um, Zachariah says, how can I know this to- will be true? And Mary says, how will this be? Mm-hmm. So she has mm-hmm. the faith that this will happen. Can will you tell be. me how? Yeah, And it's more of a question of what? what is my next step? What else do I need to do to um, mm-hmm. be obedient mm-hmm. in this? Yeah. And Zechariah, he's asking, you know, I, how can this be? We're old, I don't think that this <laughs> is possible. Yeah. yeah, which is really interesting because you <laughs> see Zachariah, he's a, a, described as a righteous man, he is a priest, Um, he is like, he's like literally in the temple
1: praying yes, for the messiah to come exactly. and then the angel comes and says hey the messiah is coming and he's like
2: no, no I yeah. so. <laughs> so it's just not what you would expect well, You would i think expect... he
0: believed the messiah was coming he just yeah. didn't think that his wife elizabeth yes, yes, would have
2: anything to do, do with it, it. Yeah. absolutely so you see you you would expect the priest to respond righteously but instead again he has nothing to lose by gaining a son he has been probably wanting this his whole life mm. And yet Mary is young, engaged. Mm -hmm. She um, is probably saying, I mean, when she agrees to this faithfully, she's essentially uh, choosing social outcast. Mm -hmm. She's choosing probably, she knows that uh, Joseph will probably not want to marry Mm -hmm. her anymore. Mm -hmm. She's giving up everything. yeah, Yeah, she's giving up everything. And yet she responds with faithfulness. So Luke is announcing that, Things are happening. The kingdom is coming, but not in the way that you would expect.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I love how I feel
1: like Luke's just brilliant. He is. Like, he's very clever. And as we were writing, we were like, oh, this reminds me of Abraham and Sarah. And then we're like, oh, he did that on purpose. um, So there's all these little kind of built-in reminders, but he's not really explicit. But they definitely are intentional to remind the reader of
2: historical things that happened. Right, right. But... And in some way, it announces, remember that covenant with Abraham? Well, I am fulfilling it. So, I feel like Luke, one of the
1: themes that we see in Luke is that he is saying, like, Jesus is here, and he's doing things different, Mm -hmm. and that that is a pattern that God has always used. Yes. Is that God is working in ways that we don't expect. Mm -hmm. And so, he's kind of setting up Jesus in the first two chapters. But he's also drawing you to remember, like, this is not a new mm-hmm, thing. God mm-hmm. has always worked in these unexpected mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm. Think about Abraham and Sarah and yeah. how old they were. Yeah. And Zechariah would have known those yes, stories yes. as a priest. And Mary, too. He, yeah. Like, they would have been familiar with those Hannah and Abraham and Sarah. And that God works in yeah. unexpected ways. So I feel like Luke's very clever in his writing to remind us very subtly of, like, this is the way Mm -hmm. god has worked before Mm -hmm. and so he's kind of setting up like this is how jesus is gonna work too like it's gonna be different than the kingdom we expect
0: and participants in this study and listeners uh, if you haven't started and participated yet go for it it's not too late you can do it yeah Uh, i think what What really spoke to me as I was going through this first week, first of all, I see a pattern that you guys are using. So you're first having us dive in, Mm -hmm. do the hard work. I love that you start with, uh, read this passage. Mm -hmm. What does it tell you about God? So you're first... And foremost thing that you are guiding us through is what does the Word of God say about God because we so often read it as if Mm -hmm. it's a book for us Mm -hmm. it's a book about us it's a book for us what can I gain from this Mm -hmm. if we read the first two chapters of Luke and ask ourselves every single with every Mm -hmm. single verse with every single piece that you guys have given us what does this say about God And then we tackle the questions, the content questions, the context questions. And then you bring us to the end, which is application. And when you were talking about Zachariah and Mary just now, and you asked us in the application questions this week, okay, what did you learn about God? How does that then apply to your own life? And and Mm -hmm. this was incredible for me because, and I texted both of you actually this week. Because Mary ends with saying, nothing is impossible Mm -hmm. with God. Nothing Mm -hmm. is impossible with God. And you asked us in the question, are there things in -hmm. your life that you might doubt? Mm -hmm. Uh, How exactly did you say that? Tell us, Erin. You have your whole study out here. How did you ask that last question? (laughs)
1: Um, Oh, yes. Is there something? Has there been, or is there a circumstance in your life where you, like Mary, need to remember that nothing is impossible with God? Or another question, is there something in your life that you feel like God is asking you to do or act on in obedience and faith? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know that Mary was getting asked a question. It was kind of like, Mm -hmm. here's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) But she got on board. Yes, it was trust. All trust,
0: right? She knew that God was sovereign. There was no, like, please don't do this to
1: me. Right. Yeah. This will ruin my life. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, okay, tell me how.
0: And yeah. you guys had us look at the prophecy that would have led up to this. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, too, and I'm speculating here, mm-hmm.
2: would Mary have known these things? Yeah. And thought? We've <gasps>
0: talked a lot about I
2: that. I think and it's me. likely that she would have. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like, in
1: Jewish tradition, it's a very oral tradition. Mm-hmm, right. So I'm not... Mary ex- was Jewish. I'm not an expert in Jewish things, but I do enjoy looking. At them. right? <laughs> but I think the tradition is that the men would go and learn all the things and then come home and teach their families. Mm-hmm. So I think these would have been stories that Mary was really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, her family was Jewish. I mean, and we, if you keep reading in Luke, you'll see the family tree that goes all the way back. Yeah. That Jewish, Jewish, Jewish all the way, you know, they're Hebrew people. And um, so I think these stories have been told and retold and retold yeah. down the line. So they're familiar to Zachariah and Mary and and their people. Yes,
0: Right. And we have these stories too. Yeah. yeah. So I just, it, it's been so powerful for me because I did the hard work. I studied the stuff and then all week I've been thinking, how am I responding to this? Mm-hmm. Am I believing that nothing is impossible? Mm-hmm with God? Do I trust him enough? Do I trust his sovereignty? It's a busy season, Mm -hmm. right? Christmas is just busy. We have all of these expectations on us, gift buying, (laughs) gift wrapping, yeah, make the house look pretty, cook some really good things, fulfill tradition. So it's busy. Some of our readers and listeners, they, you know, in addition to it being a really busy time of year, they may not be used to this kind of study they might have thought they were printing a devotional (laughs) and instead they printed a study and they may not have finished last week they may have thought this is too much for me um i can't do this maybe they don't think they have the time maybe they don't think they are able Mm -hmm. so let's end our segment with this Mm -hmm. can you encourage us
1: Mm -hmm. how do you do it mary
2: um uh, well, <laughs> Yeah. Me, I, again, yeah. we believe the Bible is for everybody. Yeah. So Erin with her five kids, yeah. the Bible is for her. And me with my three kids who yeah. are not yet in school. Or a single girl who's working. Yes. yes. Or Absolutely. Um, yeah.
1: You know, a, my mom is doing the study too. I don't know if she'll listen to podcasts because I'm not sure she knows how to do podcasts. <laughs> but, um, you know, every, any
2: person at any age yeah. can do it. The mm-hmm. Bible is for everybody. Yeah. So... I, yeah, I mean, I do it. I wake up a little early, earlier than I'd like. I give up some sleep, but what I really do is I just have it open on my kitchen counter at my kitchen mm-hmm. table throughout the day. And so I do So you're studying in your Bible. You yeah. just have open on your, mm-hmm. okay. Or if I'm doing a Bible study, I'm, I try to read the passage, hopefully when they're asleep and silence is still a thing. <laughs> and then um, throughout the day, I just have my study open and I'm answering questions mm-hmm. just one at a time. Or sometimes I might get a random, you know, hour to chunk that I can get a lot done. But um, for the most part, it happens bit by bit and you just have to take one step and do it. And also I think it's really important for busy people, for, I'm, I can speak to my experience as a mom, to expect interruptions. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be this peaceful, quiet time with the Lord. It's mm-hmm. going to be answer a question and then get somebody a snack, answer a question, <laughs> change a poopy diaper, and and it, you will be interrupted, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth yeah, doing. Yeah, it doesn't diminish its value. Right. That and doesn't it's mean it's not so worth it. valuable. Yeah. yeah. And I do it different. I don't
1: even do it every day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the way my family life is right now, my kids are all at school, so during the school day is when I have quiet time. So I often will sit down once or twice a week and do an hour or two, two hours, you know, I feel like this is doable in like one to two hours a week, um, which might be more than some people are used to spending. It's not a 15 minute per day kind of devotional. Um, it's really is a study. It's work. I mean, we could have called it a workbook, Mm -hmm. um, because it really is just guiding you to do your own
2: legwork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I was telling a friend yesterday that I feel like for me, I remember and retain so much more when I work for it
2: Mm, than if someone just
1: gives it to me so Lisa could have told me all this stuff and I'd be like oh wow that's so cool that's so inspiring or great but then next year I don't actually remember the details of it Mm -hmm. but when I do this kind of study and I'm looking and digging for those answers like I remember the whole process like oh yeah remember that website we looked at or Oh, remember when Genesis talked about this and Mm -hmm. they start to build and build and build and all of these things that we've studied this way start to connect. Right. Um, And we have spent, we spent how many months studying Genesis this year? We did two. It was
2: a 22 (laughs) week study? Yeah, 22 (laughs) weeks. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That sounds like a lot. (laughs) And
1: it was so fun. It's been amazing how much Luke has reminded us of Genesis. And I don't feel like if we hadn't studied Genesis this same way, I don't think I would have remembered those details right. that Luke is trying to get me to remember. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so I feel like when we invest and do the legwork ourselves and we work for it, it has more value There's such a to sense me. of
2: accomplishment yeah. that helps you remember the mm-hmm. important things. Mm-hmm. That I found this or I figured this out. And, yeah. and, and it's these epiphanies, yeah. right? These
0: sudden moments of realization like, where you connect coming, to the dots. Yes, yes, Connecting it's with this dots. idea it's of precept upon precept, which is a biblical notion yeah, right. that we learn something and then something it else builds, builds on, on that. It. And then that yeah. builds on that.
1: And I do think that important to talk about in this kind of study it does it it can feel boring Mm -hmm, even i think mm -hmm. when you're first doing it because it just is like what does this have to do it can feel
0: boring even the 15th time you're doing it totally
1: right there are parts that are just kind of tedious Hmm. but it's information that builds into the foundation of what god is trying to reveal to us about himself and that is a worthwhile investment yeah i think so often our culture and it's you know happened forever. It's not new, but we have a crisis, and we in the moment are like, "I need Jesus right now." With God, all things are possible, and we quote it, and we Instagram it, and we look, we flip through our Bibles looking for this moment of inspiration. And I feel like this study is so different—not just this study, but this way of, way study. of studying. Yeah, um, it is like investing in our spiritual bank mm-hmm. and we're storing things up for when we need them instead of looking for what i need mm-hmm. right now it's not an atm where i'm withdrawing right, yeah. cash for the day it is i'm putting this in because i know that i will face hard times and when i do i want to know who god is and this kind of study is just continually banking who is god god is faithful mm-hmm. who is god God is trustworthy. Mm. Who is God? God loves me. He's merciful. He's merciful. Mm -hmm. He has a plan for redemption. There is just Mm 10,000 things Mm -hmm. that we're plugging away in our bank. And then when a hard time hits, we have it. And we don't, you know, I even read a story recently of a mom who was, had a sick child. She needed a heart transplant, kind of out of nowhere. And um, she was in the hospital and it was a crisis and she did not have time to read her Bible. But she said in one of her Instagram posts, like, I'm so glad that I have faithfully been studying for years because I don't have time right now. Mm. But I have it in me, God's word. And I know who God is right right now when I don't have time to flip and find an inspirational quote. That was a worthwhile investment of my time. And I just, that has really stuck with me because I feel like that is like the heart of why we study this Mm -hmm, way is because Mm -hmm. we need to know who God is. And in that time is not the time to... To go looking, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little pushy here, yeah. Because to know who God is,
0: to know who God is means, uh, yes, we have, we have some experiences of God, mm-hmm. but we know who He is through the Word of God, yeah, absolutely, through diligent study of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in each yeah. day. We all have the mm-hmm. same twenty four hours. And there are times in our lives where we do have to extend grace to ourselves, like mm-hmm. this woman that you just mm-hmm. right. that you just talked about. Yeah. But it may be an issue of prioritizing. Yeah. You know, Mary, if you can do it with three little <laughs> girls under the age of five who need you around the clock.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> we can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mm-hmm. sometimes have to remind myself Okay, Erin has five kids. She's getting this done. Lisa, buck up! Like, yeah. sit down for the hour yeah. and finish. Get this. off Netflix, right? <laughs> yes. we I'm need not saying we need to get off Netflix. I'm just saying all of us have that right. general. right? Like, get we, off social we're media. We're spending yeah. our
1: time on something, yeah. Yeah, and all most a lot of it's really good stuff, like you know, making but, a meal for our family or working or those are things we have to do in our day. And I'll be honest, the last two weeks, I just said to a friend yesterday, like every day I wake up with this feeling of there is not enough hours today right. for me to get all the things done that I need and to do. And there's not. <laughs> there isn't. Like, there's just no way it's all going to get done. So I have, maybe you said this earlier too, Mary, we have to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here's what's going to get done yeah. today. Yeah. And the
2: thing is, is that this work, knowing God and knowing who he is, is the most important thing that the believer can do with their mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. by far yeah. the most important way to it find might your mean life. we don't, get To watch our Hallmark yeah. Christmas movies. or have a clean house, right? <laughs> yeah. Or have a
1: clean house, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or we might make a crock pot dinner mm-hmm. instead yeah. of cooking for two hours right. for dinner time. You know, it's just all, and, and I think that's so different for each of us. I think the point is, find what works for you right. in your mm-hmm. life. Maybe it's your lunch break, maybe right. it's getting up early in the morning. Maybe I do mine a lot of ni- time at night, yeah, you know, yeah. after yeah. I put my Nighttime. kids to bed because right. my brain. Yeah, you figure out what works for you. That morning doesn't work for me. I don't remember it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: When my kids were younger, I was sharing this with you guys earlier, when my kids were younger and they would always do their homework. Well, all through elementary school and middle school, they would do their homework at the kitchen table. And that's when I would pull out my Bible study. And it wasn't, that was my study time. It was a little different than uh, my prayer time, my communion time with the Lord, my Quiet time, mm. I would pray through my study. Sometimes that's not true. Sometimes I just like yeah. buckle down and get it's it done. It it was was work. yeah, it's my like <laughs> homework. Right. Yeah. i color coding and all of these yeah. things. But the three of us agree that we need His Word. Mm-hmm. We need His Word every day. We need His Word all the more when things are hectic and crazy, mm-hmm. like in this mm-hmm. Christmas season. God is the only constant, His mm-hmm. character never changes. We need to know mm-hmm. that character.
2: Absolutely. That never
0: and I changes. Think
1: studying this way. It like you said, connecting the dots. And we've seen that so much as we were studying Luke. And it was like, oh man, if we hadn't just studied the yeah. old testament, we would have missed
2: mm-hmm. so, much. so
1: much of who God is and his faithfulness and his plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have known what the plan was. Yeah, like I, And I think that's one been one of my takeaways is like I've recited Luke every year for the last probably 38 years of my life. Mm. <laughs> and and I didn't know, because I didn't know the pre-story. The back story, or right. the back story that's a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what you said, precept upon precept, it's like all these times we invest in studying and we're banking this knowledge that may not even feel like it has anything to do with your life right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, next year when you study something else, that might make what you're studying now Really come together, right. yeah Because it just all builds, and it when we work for it, we retain it, mm-hmm. and in a different way than someone just kind of spoon feeding us a right. nice, warm, fuzzy, so
2: much devotion between, between, yeah. so between the words. Yes, so much is said. Realize between the words. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. And and just uh, you know, a couple times in this podcast, we've said this kind of study. And just to break this down, we uh, at Arise, we truly believe that you have to figure out a way to study the word of God. The way that has worked for Aaron yes. and Mary and I is an inductive <laughs> yeah. Bible study method yes. where you look at um, the context. We're looking mm-hmm. at who, what, when, where, why. We're looking at keywords, making lists. Mm-hmm. We're letting scripture interpret scripture. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the hard work of that before mm-hmm. we get to the application. Yes. And we're always looking at what does this say? about god god, god yeah. so the indu- the idea of an inductive study is really breaking it down mm-hmm. and then figuring out yeah. what the text yes. says so we're always asking um well it's observation interpretation mm-hmm. and application, application yeah. and we're asking ourselves as we go
1: through what does this say about god mm-hmm. um and then which is so even in our christian culture not really the normal thing I mean so much of what's available to us on the Christian market is very me driven Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know many pastors teach that way too like how to apply what the Bible is saying to your life which is great we need to do that or we're not changed by it but um, I do think it's incorrect the Bible was not written to us it is a it is God's story it is intended for us it's to know who for God. us it's we for are right right but it is not yeah and i think it's that, not, that even it's not like, about us it's, it's not about, about us. us it is for us it's, but about, it's not his, about his
0: us. his and and this could be a whole separate <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> a whole i know ones. i know and so to today we're it. talking about advent and he will <laughs> and so you guys if you're listening and we're we're, we're speaking this to ourselves too if you don't finish by Christmas, well, first of all, we think you can.
1: Yeah, we mm-hmm. think
0: that you can buckle down and do it. We want to hear from you. Yeah, you know, text us, uh, tell us what you're learning, ask leave questions, leave a comment. On leave the blog a comment. Post. We mm-hmm. might not be able to answer all of your questions, but by all means, keep at it. And um, you know, this is supposed to end December twenty fourth. That's when mm-hmm. this Advent season, yes. this
1: season. So Advent is yeah, Go ahead. Tra- tr- traditionally. Um, it's just an anticipation season. So, um, and it kind of is dual purpose. It's often to remember the anticipation that the people of Israel had for their Messiah coming. And that's what we're kind of looking toward. And that's really where we focused in is we are remembering what happened Mm -hmm. leading up to Christ's birth and his birth. Advent is also a looking forward because we are still in a season of anticipating Christ's second coming Mm -hmm. and him coming. Yeah. To like finish it. Right. Right? So it's kinda of dual purpose that right. way. Israel was waiting for their yeah. Messiah. Right. Luke tells us yes. about that
0: process yes. of then when the Messiah came. And now from that moment of Christ's birth through his death and resurrection, yeah. we're now in a second Another season, season of, of waiting. Waiting yeah. for Christ's mm-hmm. yeah. return.
1: But so now churches observe Advent. Typically it's very traditional. It's for Sundays before Christmas. Different churches do it different way, but traditionally there's kind of a theme for each week of like joy, hope. You know, there's different things. Some churches like candles and all has significant meaning that we don't have time to get into. (laughs) But really just that this is a season of anticipation Mm -hmm. um, of what God has done. Mm -hmm. And we really focused in obviously on Luke in remembering all that God has done to give us this tremendous gift of salvation Mm -hmm.
0: uh this might be the very first time that they have ever studied this way and so if you don't get finished until january we want you to try to finish but if you don't get finished until january just finish it yeah Yeah. do it and you will never Mm -hmm. read the first two chapters of luke or think about the christmas story the same same and so i just want to take a minute to thank erin and mary so Aaron and Mary are busy. They are part of a Saturday morning Bible study where they study the Word of God inductively together. It's a group of mm-hmm. uh, women who have plenty of little kids. And <laughs> so I admire...
1: Mom's in a season of oh, little, yes. a little, little ones at home.
0: And so I just admire what you do every week, day in, day out. And then to have this on top of this, a resource that you created to share with others so that all of us can get deep into the story of Jesus. And so to everyone who's listening, this is our season of waiting. Mm -hmm. Wait well, Mm -hmm. dig into the word, Mm -hmm. finish strong. Everything is available on our website, AriseMinistriesCollective.org, AriseMinistriesCollective.org, and we'll be keeping you posted
2: on social media as well.